0: Welcome to Massive Late Fee, and now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone, welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark, with me as always is my girlfriend Carol. How are you doing, Carol?
1: Hey, what's up?
0: It is March 25th, 1995, and we are here with all your entertainment needs.
1: Yep. <laughs> you're just, I love you, but you're odd. We are here with all your entertainment needs, though. And I need you. You know, when you stare at me, they can't see you stare at me. I'm just
0: being normal now. Oh. So you want me to be normal. So, I haven't had a lot of time to look through the newspaper because there's so much going on in our lives. There is. But big news for everybody Michael
1: Jordan's back
0: I hate Michael Jordan
1: I don't care about sports but he's
0: back with the Bulls it's very
1: exciting though apparently
0: beat the Pacers I don't know I guess
1: I mean, it's I exciting know. for
0: people of Chicago. I hate Michael Jordan with a passion. Why do you hate him? Because oh, you really want me to get into it? Because of it has to do with the Bad Boys 1991, and uh, basically, so basically, they Michael Jordan went to the commissioner and he said, you know, I can't beat the Pistons because they push me around and what? It's, it sucks and the. Commissioner said, okay, well, we'll, we'll just start making everything that they do on defense illegal. So we'll take all the physicality out of the game. And that's what they did. And then Jordan was able to beat them because they couldn't touch him anymore. All of a sudden, things that were never fouls before were all, all of a sudden fouls. Uh, when the uh, Knicks uh, began playing that way, starting like last year. Uh, nobody had anything to say about that because that's a big market team. but whatever. Um, so he complained to to them and then the, the Isaiah Thomas uh, didn't shake his hand when they, uh, when they beat them in 1991, which uh, I agree with. and yeah Michael Jordan is a piece of shit. Hmm. You suck Jordan. You couldn't beat a real team. You had to change the rules.
1: All that fire and passion about a baseball basketball team. <laughs> Good catch. I do at least know which sport is which, I swear. Later <sighs> we're going
0: to play some football p- polo.
1: Okay. Water polo? No. I like water polo. Do I you? don't actually ever played it in my life, but I like water. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like the worst uh the worst. Uh, what's that Chuck Woolery show? Love Connection. That's like the worst Love Connection interview ever. <laughs> I know what sport. I swear. Like, can you imagine, see a person, a woman in the in that little uh, you know video thing they do? Right. I know what sport. I swear. I like water. <laughs> what the fuck, audience. Who do you think she should she should choose?
1: Not her. Um. Anyway. But you did. Yeah. Oh, you sound so happy about it.
0: Thanks. (laughs) So the OJ trial is still going on, you know.
1: Any actual, like, updates? There's stuff. There's
0: stuff going on. We'll talk about it later. All I care about is
1: getting him in a jail cell because he's so obviously guilty. Wow.
0: Really? You still think so? I still think so. (sighs) I don't know, man. L.A. police are racist. Yeah. Yeah. Well they have been for a long time.
1: And and that means even so more than
0: planting that... the evidence.
1: <sighs> I don't care.
0: Who the fuck even knows what DNA is anyway? Right?
1: What is it? Mm. Stuff.
0: <laughs> it's all scientific explanation I've ever <laughs>
1: It's it's like the building blocks of people.
0: <laughs> it's Legos. It's human Lego.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Anyway, so I guess he left his Legos all over uh, <laughs> all over the crime scene with two almost headless people. So,
1: I mean, it does kind of make sense that you know maybe his DNA would be around because he has kids with her. Like,
0: no, there's his DNA right there.
1: <laughs> right, maybe his DNA has been meant. inside of her.
0: Maybe that's what they meant.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I still think he did it. Sorry.
0: We found his DNA on the site, but it was his children. That's what we didn't
1: tell. <laughs> because despite the DNA, there was the bloody glove.
0: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They could have planted that.
1: Why would they, though? They love him. Racists. But he's rich. But he's black. So? He's rich, though. That and that, that supersedes o- and race.
0: While he was with a white woman. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Everybody loves OJ until they don't. There's no... I don't think they would do that to What anyone. a great name
0: for a sitcom. <laughs> Everybody loves OJ.
1: <laughs>
0: dot, dot, dot. Until they do not <laughs> And then every episode ends with him murdering somebody else.
1: Oh, my God. That'd be a good Saturday Night Live skit. Uh,
0: uh, yeah. I should be on Saturday Night Live.
1: You should. No. You hear that, Um, you know, L.A. people? Uh, Saturday Night Live and is spelled invite... in New York. Oh. Very famously. <laughs> never mind okay you know what people they have
0: water there though
1: i don't I know you feel like water. Well. i am sleep deprived i'm doing my best here
0: yeah every episode begins with the host saying live from new york
1: <laughs> that's how much i watch saturday night live okay wow i don't think i've watched it since i was like a kid like a little kid like when it was first like when was first on yeah yeah
0: so back in the uh in the... 80s. Like, Chevy Chase days and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. 70s, but yeah.
1: Oh. Well, I didn't... I wasn't alive in the 70s. You weren't? No. <laughs> right. No, Grandpa, I wasn't. never really established Neither it. were you. <laughs> I was alive in the 70s. For a couple of months. Uh, this does not, let's not, not count. Get, let's not
0: get specific. I was alive in the 70s. That's all we need. To see. Okay. Okay. Anyway, speaking of alive in the 70s, uh, Jerry
1: O'Connell was alive in the 70s. Was he? Yes. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I guess he is older than you. That makes sense.
0: Yep. (coughs) Yeah, he's been in Hollywood for quite a while. (laughs) You know, where they film Saturday Night Live. (laughs) Yeah. It's pre-taped in L.A. and then, you know, exported live exactly.
1: to New York. And, exactly.
0: Exactly. Uh, anyway, so we watched
1: Slider. Ever since he heard this show was coming out, he's been doing that. And it's so creepy, and I hate it. We'll be in bed in the dark, and I'm almost, like, falling asleep, and I'm all comfy and happy. And then I just hear, Sliders. And then I kick him <laughs> in his balls. Yeah, he keeps doing it. Is it worth it? Is it? Yeah. Freak. Anyway, so this show
0: reminds me a lot of another one of my favorites, Gone Before Its Time, Quantum Leap.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: It's very quantum leapish.
1: Well, yeah, um, I have a feeling that this show is going to be similar to like the whole point like just repeating the same mission basically in a different way over and over
0: right so uh the show is created by Tracy Torme who you may recognize as the son of Mel Torme
1: I don't know who Mel Torme is either The so Velvet Fog nope
0: He was a singer in the 50s Yeah who
1: knows like that Scooby Maybe scat singer uh, maybe your grandparents I don't know Did you ever watch uh, Night Court Yeah ya ass Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do.
0: Well, guess what? what? Harry Stone's um, mentor, or whatever, like his hero, is Mel Torme. Okay. Got a picture of him. Cool. Yeah, I don't know why they did that, but anyway, his son is like a science fiction writer, and he's got he's gotten some some scripts uh, produced, or like he sold some scripts to Star Trek: The Next Generation when that show was on the air. So he wrote some episodes of Star Trek. Okay. And, um, you know, he's been writing science fiction and stuff like that for a while. So anyway, he, he was he's one of the creators of this show. And basically the premise of the show is boy genius, Quinn Mallory, played by Jerry O'Connell, invents, he's trying to invent an anti-gravity device, but he accidentally invents a device that creates an Einstein-Podansky uh, wormhole, as he calls it, uh, it's not exactly, the physics of this is not exactly correct.
1: Well, I mean, it couldn't be, could it? Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying.
0: But uh, Eisen, Einstein, Rosen, Kranz, Podansky, Podanski, whatever. Um, anyway, he creates a bridge. It's a wormhole to another dimension, basically. Mm. And that's what his device, little device does. He tests it out. You know, he's this, like, absent-minded genius basically and he's got a friend named wade that he works with at a computer store who he has like he looks at her as like a friend but she clearly has a crush on him and it's
1: i think he might reciprocate those feelings and just not know it yet
0: okay yeah that's that's what all women think <laughs> is that, uh, yeah he likes her but he just doesn't know he likes her yet yeah okay uh anyway so, and then, he is a professor, played by John Rhys-Davies, uh, who you may remember from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade.
1: I'm trying to remember who he was in that movie.
0: The dog? You are named after the dog? <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's that guy. Okay.
0: Um, I can't remember his name, but Raja or something like that. Or, yeah. But anyway, so, he's uh, he plays Professor Arturo... Who is uh, Quinn Mallory's physics professor? And then last person we have is Cleavon Derricks as Rembrandt Brown, the crying man.
1: Yeah. A singer. I don't know why they incorporated him in.
0: I don't either. It's weird. I mean, I get this. So. And they really have to shoehorn him in, too. It's so weird. So. He creates this this thing, he tests it out, it works. He goes to a place that's kind of like, you know, where, basically, so the, the premise seems to be, it's the same year, it's the same planet, it's Earth, it's just a different dimension. So there's, there might be one, or two, or, you know, who knows how many, but there might be, you know, there's subtle differences. Right. Uh, sometimes the little differences can add up to, in huge ways and make things really different, or... Sometimes it's just subtle, small differences.
1: Yeah, huge differences, like an ice world, and subtle differences like the gate doesn't squeak.
0: Right. So, his, uh, he goes, the first one he goes to for 15 minutes, uh, John F. Kennedy is still alive, (laughs) and- is still president
1: and is sleeping with Marilyn Monroe. He's still president.
0: Yeah, because they say oh. they say he doesn't want to run for another
1: term. Oh, that's weird.
0: So I guess they never, even after Roosevelt, they never instituted term limits. Or
1: maybe they took it away because they loved him so much. I guess because everybody loved him.
0: Yeah, but that's not true. That's the that's the the myth. That I mean, there were people cheering when he. Was assassinated?
1: <gasps> no. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. There were people that were like good. You know, good, he's dead. Kind well, I guess of it's
1: always like that, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I think, I think he was more loved in retrospect than he was during his his lifespan as actual president. Hmm. Now, I think he would have been reelected. You know, I think he would have won re-election. I think he would have been fine. Uh, but, you know, who knows?
1: Right.
0: He was probably more liked. Then disliked, but it was a turbulent time in a, in America, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't universal and everyone loved them. But anyway, uh, and then Elvis is still alive. Uh, and yeah. one of the weirdest changes is red means go, yeah, and green means stop.
1: Why would anyone ever do that?
0: I don't know. Like I don't know what what changes there to make red go. <laughs>
1: I mean, do you think that's something that could be subjective? That that in a different world without the bias that red could mean something else? Because I mean, it just seems so.
0: Well, yeah, I think the bias of red and green as like red meaning stop or warning or danger or whatever. I think is definitely a bias that's built in to to life. But I I, mean, I don't know. Maybe not because if you think about it, different animals that have you know, markings or camouflage and stuff, red is a signal to, you know, like yeah. danger, stay away.
1: And, and it's the color of blood.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like, feel like it's almost universal, but yeah. I don't know. It's not quite the same as two plus two, not equaling four. Right. That's, you know, that's not going to change no matter where you are, but you know, so it's not quite as universal as that, but it's still weird. And why is it on the top still? Why is red on the top still if it means if it means go? Why would the top be go and the bottom be stop? I don't know. That doesn't make much sense to me either.
1: And and we never saw what the middle was. I wonder if it's still yellow.
0: And the middle's gray.
1: <laughs> right. There is no middle. So, yeah, it's just it's interesting like to think about what it would be like to have different slightly altered dimensions. Mm-hmm.
0: So he goes there for 15 minutes. He gets sucked back into uh, his normal world. And then somebody, like the only reason this happens is so that they can explain to the audience. But another him uh, appears in his basement and basically says, Hey, so uh, I figured this out too. I'm also you from an alternate Earth um. hey, this is really cool. Let me explain the entire premise of the show to the audience real quick. <laughs> right. Because it doesn't make any sense if you do it, although he could have easily done it to the professor mm-hmm. or Wade. But anyway, he's he basically says, hey, you know, this is what it is. Oh, and one, like he presses the button to like go, and he's like, oh, one really important thing real quick. Let me tell you right now, uh, you got to, and then he disappears.
1: Yeah, and like he wastes like a bunch of time saying stuff like, oh, like this is did, the most yeah. important thing, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm. shut up and just spit it. Out.
0: Yeah, and why isn't that the first thing you tell him?
1: Yeah. It had something to do with adjusting the time. Right. So.
0: With the timer, don't. With the timer. Don't yeah. mess with the timer. Um. So. The. Uh, when he was there, his double. Basically insults the professor and kisses Wade for some reason. And uh, like you said, I guess he likes her and he doesn't know it yet. Yeah. That dude said he was married, too. He's been married for two years. So is he married to Wade? Or, or is he married to somebody
1: else and he just cheated on his wife? That's a very good question. I would assume it's Wade.
0: Yeah. So they uh, they come to his house. At the same time, I don't know why, like, it, they don't really explain it that much, but I guess the the professor is like, oh, I think he wants to apologize to me. And wait it's like, oh, I just want to check on him. So his mom lets him in, they go down to the basement, and he explains to him, hey, you know, this is what I'm doing, and the professor's like, oh, this is bullshit. Even though you've solved the unified field theory, which is something that Einstein couldn't do and people have been trying to do
1: for, you know, a hundred years. Yeah, because his double... Just filled it all out on the blackboard.
0: Yeah. He's like, oh, you solved it, you know, but I don't believe anything you're saying right now either. Um, And then he uses the the machine. He pushes a little button. And the, the, you know, the wormhole appears. And then they're, you know, kind of convinced. And he's like, hey, let's all go through it and we'll explore. I'll show you, you know, what's up. Uh, But I'll have to increase the power to do this. So he increases the power, which not only expands it a little bit, which is fine. But then, for some reason, it also just floats out in space, like just starts traveling. It's so weird. Yeah, it travels through his thing, and then it goes and sucks up uh, uh,
1: Rembrandt Brown's car. Yeah, it, he just drives into it.
0: Yeah, it doesn't. It, it's it's like that's the one part of the show that I didn't like, is it really shoehorns in him like. They couldn't find a more elegant way to get him involved yeah. in this plot, so I, I don't really get that. But he was going to the he was going to the baseball game because he wanted to sing the national anthem because he's some famous singer from the past. But he left the group that he was famous for, and they uh, they ended up being super successful without him. And he ended up being nothing.
1: So he wants to try to make a comeback.
0: Mm-hmm. So they all end up together in this ice world. And there's an ice tornado coming at them, like, threatening to kill them all. So they're like, hey, change the timer, you know, get us out of here faster or whatever. And he's like, I don't know if I really should because the guy was trying to tell me something. And he's like, oh, but I will, whatever. So he does. And they go to a different world.
1: Uh, But what's changed um well it takes them a while to figure it out. But um they separate cuz cuz the guy wants to, the guy Mr. Brown wants to make it to his show.
0: Mr. Brown you've got so, a lovely
1: daughter. So he hops in a cab and when they get to a toll booth, he hands the guy a dollar. Yeah. And this triggers the um the police because the country has been taken over by Russia. Russia. Yeah. I mean there's little hints before this. Mm-hmm. Like the um the statue that had been Abraham Lincoln is now Lenin. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's calling each other comrade. Comrade. Yes, it's very weird.
0: Yeah, and Wade tries to make a phone call but she can't.
1: Yeah. And they want they want her like, there's some kind of phone, like, number she has to provide to be able to use the phone. Her authorization number. Yeah. So, like, like, a phone call. It's so, it's so, like, restricted you can't even use a phone. That's so that's a scary thought. Is it like that in Russia?
0: I don't know. Well, not anymore because communism has fallen, but was it like that before? I don't know. But, anyway, so, yeah, the, the, they, they end up hooking up with the resistance, uh, this underground resistance movement of Americans. And it turns out that in the 50s, we lost the Korean War, which led to the domino theory of, you know, country after country basically falling to communism, Southeast Asia, South America, all that stuff. We were economically isolated from the rest of the world, and our economy collapsed. And then we became a third world hellhole, uh, and Russia took us over. Yep. So that's that's kind of the, uh, you know, what happened. That's the, the change uh, in history, and Wade, in this world, is some revolutionary leader, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but based on the personality we see.
1: Yeah, but I mean, we we don't know what all she's been through. That's true. And then
0: the professor is the the warden of this big jail where she's being held, and also Brown, like you said, gets hauled off to jail there in a very funny Segment where they lampoon the people's court. Right. Uh, he gets a hold off there as well. Well,
1: and he finds out that he was actually uh, killed in an uprising in Detroit 12 years before. Right. Which is, that would be creepy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, that person's dead. Yeah,
0: no kidding. But anyway, so they're going to break them all out.
1: And they do. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> I wish.
0: well go ahead tell
1: us so okay so they get this plan and and it's weird like how they all listen to wade even though that's not their wade and she's not really the leader right and see and in that way i guess maybe she is a natural leader because they are listening to her um but she manages to get them to agree on basically a rescue mission and, like, one of the dudes is saying to her, you know, if this doesn't go well, then, you know, everything's going to... We're going to lose everything. Right. The whole uprising in the western area is going to fall. So, that's a lot to uh, to uh of pressure to put on them, this mm-hmm. little mission. So, they go and they do this whole exchange at the gate to get in where... Oh, what is the guy's name again um Arturo yeah professor Arturo is pretending to actually be of course the warden right and that makes sense yeah yeah to get them in and they have some kind of test he has to do where he has to put his hand on this like box it's gonna read his handprint and it says it's him and you think everything's cool and they get in there but it's not cool somehow they still knew it wasn't him because I guess he's already in there
0: yeah it's I don't know it's weird.
1: I mean, like, it scanned his hand and said that's your guy. Why would you question that? I don't know. In any normal situation. Like, a fingerprint match is a fingerprint match.
0: I I don't know. I don't know why he questions it, but he does.
1: So, they're trying to um, rescue Wade. And, like, there's, like, a whole big battle ensues. And, you know, I'm not great. Like, I kind of gloss over battles. Like, my brain just glosses over battles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, our our main dude grabs her when she's like with her like lover by the way we, we kind of you know miss that part but she has a a lover here right um and they're they're battling and she's fine and he rips her away from him and pulls her onto the truck because he thinks that this is the old wade like not the old way it's hard to say like he thinks that this is the way he's supposed to be with him yeah right yeah and she gets shot. Yep. So And she dies. I, I really blame him for, for the death of the Wade in this dimension. Okay. I really do. Like I told you, I think that was a stupid, stupid thing to do. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me?
0: I just, it's, you really hung up on this one detail.
1: Yeah, because he causes her to die. Well, she yeah. was with the guy who loves her and was going to protect her. Mm. And he's like, oh, you're coming with me.
0: Yeah. It, so
1: It is his fault. And he falls to his knees crying. He's completely shattered as a person.
0: Because he thinks it's his Wade.
1: Yeah. And then his Wade shows up and he's just hugging her like, I'll get you home. I'll get you home. Right. So yeah, he loves her.
0: But he's like, I don't care about this other one now. <laughs> She's a disposable person.
1: Yeah, it seems like that's how they think about it. Because it's not their dimension. But that's not right. Because all the dimensions, I think, should be equally important, don't you?
0: <laughs> Are you running... For president of uh, the multiverse,
1: no, all dimensions are equally important. <laughs> Seriously, though, I mean because to like to the other Wade that, that came in in the beginning or not Wade, Quinn Quinn that came in the beginning who said you know oh I'm a slider and he's done this <coughs> a bunch, like it seems like he thinks it's a plaything, you know I mean he caused mm-hmm. he caused. The main character guy to lose his job. Yeah. Got him in trouble, kissed Wade. He does. All this stuff. He does
0: think it's a plaything.
1: Yeah. It's not. These are real lives and real people.
0: Well, apparently not to him.
1: <sighs> okay.
0: We'll never see that Wade again. Right? <laughs> or that, that uh, Mallory, Quinn Mallory again.
1: Probably not, anyway. So they all get together and they're running from, you know, these jail people.
0: <laughs> why are you laughing These at me? jail people. The
1: communists. <laughs> um, and the whole time, okay, they've been waiting for the, the timer to fix itself, which I don't know why he thinks it's just going to fix itself. Recharge itself. Yeah, recharge itself. Like, how? I don't know. But, but it does. Well, right they, then. Right no, when they need it to. No, they fix it.
0: The professor and him fix it. They're talking about slide rules and stuff like that. They fix it themselves, and he's like, hey, this will be better if we go to the park. Our odds of getting back to where we need to be will be better if we go to where we we came out, the park. So I'm like, okay, so let's go there. Um, Okay, I must have
1: missed something. Yeah,
0: and the the revolutionaries are like, hey, you know, this – this victory of you know raiding the place and then getting everyone killed, ah, uh, is spreading across the entire nation. This is uh, this is the shot in the arm that this revolution needed or whatever. And so they go back to the park and they use the thing and they go back and they think everything's cool. And he's like, "Hey, my gate it squeaks," and then he opens it and it squeaks. So they're like, "All right, everything's awesome."
1: Yeah, because there was one time when it didn't squeak before. Oh, and we didn't even touch on this, like, some of the weirdness that happened, like, in one of the other dimensions. His mom was pregnant with the gardener's baby. Right. Just throwing that out there, that was weird. And her hair was a different color. Yeah. Okay, go ahead.
0: So, anyway, they're, like, they're celebrating because they're back, and they're like, oh, what are we going to, you know, what are we going to do tomorrow, you know, kind of thing. And and they're talking about what they should do with the sliding technology, and Mm -hmm. they should throw it away or or whatever, right? And And then Quinn's dad walks in. And it's like, hey, what's for dinner? Not, yeah, and and uh, we found out earlier in the episode, like much earlier, like at the beginning of the show, that his dad died right in this dimension uh, when he was like, I don't know, a, a kid. Yeah. So yeah, they're so not they're, not, they're not in their dimension. We don't know what's going to happen or what they're going to do because that's where it uh, cliff hangs at.
1: And we've got to wonder, like, where is he? Right now. Yeah.
0: Where's the one from this this dimension?
1: Because his mom said she almost called the cops that she was worried he hadn't been home.
0: Maybe the maybe the one from maybe the dimension he's in is the one that his double that kissed Wade and, and all that stuff came from. Maybe. So maybe that's why he's not
1: there. That would but no, because that one's married.
0: Yeah. So?
1: So she said, You spend so much time in the basement. I don't know if you're here or not. I don't think him and his wife would be living with his mom, and he would be hanging out in his mom's basement. He's married. Come on. Mom and dad,
0: because the parents yeah. are still together. Right. He's still alive.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So.
0: Maybe he's dead. Maybe uh, some revolutionary
1: person. Who knows? It, was like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, maybe he did maybe he did slide though maybe he slides too, maybe there's a bunch of the him just sliding all over all these different dimensions.
0: well, it's interesting because uh like quantum leap, there's an infinite number of dimensions and an infinite number of differences that they could explore, so I think it's a really great idea for a show, yeah, uh, I enjoyed the pilot uh parts one and two it was long, but i I very much enjoyed this the show. And I think that, uh, I think it's got a lot of potential.
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't mind maybe, you know, doing it again. Let us know if you want to hear about the show again, because we will definitely do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. I want to keep watching.
0: Are there any slide fans
1: out there? Sliders, you weirdo.
0: You just did it too.
1: Because you've got it in my head now. Every time I hear the word sliders, I hear it in your voice. Okay. Exactly. Um,
0: So, that's not all we watched, though. That's not all we did. Oh,
1: no. We we also went to the movies and saw something just terrible. Yeah,
0: why don't you tell us about it?
1: Okay. He made me. I just want to start out with he made me. What? You made me see this movie.
0: We have to watch movies.
1: Yeah, but not shitty ones. (laughs) Wow. We don't always have a choice. But was it shitty? It was pretty shitty. What was it? Billy Madison.
0: All right. Well, tell us about Billy Madison. William <sighs> Madison, as he prefers to be called.
1: Now, part of the problem with this movie is it starts off really, really bad. It and does. It I, I, kind, I can't
0: disagree with that. It does start off bad. Yeah,
1: it kind of loses me immediately. So even though there are parts of it that maybe aren't as bad, it's like I already hate the movie. Mm-hmm they they should not have done that but okay billy madison rich kid real dumb lives at home with his dad in a mansion so who can blame him played by who adam sandler okay
0: there you go saturday night live adam sandler yes and <laughs> fresh off the set from in la he's <laughs> <laughs>
1: He is in this movie. I hate his voice. I hate his voice so hard. Oh, really, fool? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you can tell. I mean, you could, like, why? Does he think that makes it funnier? It doesn't. Oh, you're going to be a sucker I hate him. I hate him. I know. It's, it's,
0: oh, my God. It's terrible. I agree.
1: I've,
0: you know, besides, like, so all of Adam Sandler's characters on Saturday Night Live is something man like Opera Man or um, like uh, whatever, uh, like he did that that's Halloween thing where he's like, I'm, I'm crazy tube head man, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, it's not funny. Uh-huh. I've never, I did not find, I never found him funny on Saturday Night Live. Like his, the characters he does in Saturday Night Live is almost like a parody of reoccurring characters from Saturday Night Live. Okay. But I don't think he's smart enough to have thought of that. So I don't think that's what he's doing. But mm-hmm. it's
1: like, Hopperman! You know. I mean, okay. There was a CD um, with like Lunch Lady Land and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. Yes. Okay. Okay. But that's all I've ever thought of was funny from him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, like some of, yeah, but a lot of that is still the same thing, though. It's still the same, like,
1: oh, I'm gonna be so crazy. I guess. I don't know. I just don't like him. Um, okay, so he has been laying on a floaty in the pool, not even by the pool. hmm. And fell asleep and got too much sun, and he's been drinking all day. And apparently, this combination frequently causes him to hallucinate giant, fluffy penguins. Like, that's normal. Like, hey, I had too much sun and alcohol, so I'm going to hallucinate now. Who does that? I don't know. I think that th- he's supposed to be mentally ill. Well, you're Madison. Something wrong with him. Maybe. So he's chasing a giant penguin all around the property. Can I and- point out that his,
0: his dad's name is Brian? Sure. Brian Madison.
1: Why does that matter? He doesn't look like a Brian. Okay.
0: Gavin McFadden doesn't look like a Brian. Okay. I just, I think it's weird.
1: It is weird. He looks like a, uh, a Mr. Madison.
0: Yeah. Or, or like Gavin. I mean, I can see that. Gavin. That's his real name. Interesting. Anyway, go ahead.
1: So his dad has invited a bunch of his business associates over. Mm -hmm. To yawn? Sorry, guys. I'm telling you, I don't get enough sleep anymore. Um... And they show up for dinner. Yes, it is. They show up for dinner, and he's acting like a freak in front of them. He gets sent upstairs to get ready, and his housekeeper? Yeah, Winita. Is she the housekeeper? I mean, she acts more like his freaking nanny. It's weird. Nanny who wants to sleep with him, though. The whole relationship between those two is really weird. Mm -hmm. She flirts with him all the time. Ew. Um... (laughs) So she sends him upstairs to get to get ready, and Dad is gonna announce that he's retiring and he wants to give the company to this shit for brains asshole, Billy.
0: Well, here's the thing. After he embarrasses himself at the dinner,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh Carl, played by Larry Hankin, uh, and um, who is in uh the Alcatraz movie with uh um Clint Eastwood, very good movie. But anyway, so um uh Carl and then uh, what was the other guy's name? I can't think of the other guy's name. Um, um
1: The Bad Guy. Yeah, he's the bad guy um. of the movie.
0: I can't think of his name for some reason. But anyway, he uh they 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 have the most reasonable conversation in the world. Yes. With with Brian Madison, <laughs> uh, where they're playing billiards very poorly, by the way. That's that's a joke that gets that that's overlooked, I think, by a lot of people is they're just like slamming the balls around. They're not like it's they're they're clearly not even looking or whatever it's. <laughs> they're very bad at the billiards. But anyway, um, so he says to him. The bad guy says to him. Bad bad guy starts starts off incredibly reasonable before he turns into an absolute caricature of a bad guy. But he's like, hey, you know, hey Carl, how many people work for this hotel? You know, empire that Mister Madison owns, and he's like sixty thousand people and change, and he's like, yeah, he's like, do we really want to, uh, do we really want to entrust the livelihoods of sixty thousand people <laughs> into your son, who is a moron, right. basically? I mean, it's a madness plan. It is to give him control of the hotel. Like you said, just give him some money. Mm -hmm. And whatever, which is apparently what they're going to do. This is so his dad, you know, calls him downstairs and everything. And he's like, he's he's still being an idiot. Mm -hmm. And his dad says, you know, shut up. I'm trying to tell you that I'm retiring. And, you know, this dude, Eric, that's his name. Eric's going to take over the company, not you. And he gets all pissed off and everything. And he's like him. Why? You know, like, don't give the company to him. Like, you know, it's my company, all this stuff. And, like, all of a sudden, like, he cares about taking over. He has shown no ambition towards right. it at all to this point. And he wants to take over the um, the hotel business. And his dad's like, you know, I'm doing you a favor. You never have to look for a job. You can just drink and, and read your nudie magazines and, and all right. that stuff.
1: And, just keep living the life. Right.
0: And and so apparently they're going to do the plan That you said, give him a trust, give him money, and, and,
1: you know. Let him waste his life away. Yeah,
0: and that should be the end of the movie, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. what we've seen from him so far, that should just be like, okay, thanks, Dad, and we're done. But I guess he's got some sort of ambition beyond what he's doing that he's, I don't know why he's not doing anything with his life, but anyway. So he says to his dad, you know, I can do it. He's like, I got through high school. That was tough, but I got through it. And Dad's like, you didn't get through high school. I paid all your teachers. I've been paying your teachers since first grade.
1: Yeah, because he apparently managed to win a spelling bee by spelling rock okay. Yeah. And, like, how did he pay off all the audience members, too? I don't know. That makes no sense to me.
0: So he says to him, you know, okay, Dad, here's what I'll do. I'll go through school two weeks each grade. I will go through. I will pass. I will show you. That I can do this and then you give me the company. I don't see how this qualifies him to run It this. does like, not. He you you need to know so many things yeah. about the ins and outs of the the hotel industry to run a hotel and just going through this weird contest is not gonna do it.
1: But whatever. Um, he should he should be forced to get a uh, business degree. Yeah. Or a hospitality degree. Yeah,
0: something. So, anyway, uh, the dad's like, okay, you know, we'll do it. We'll do it this way. We'll if you can do it by June 15th, then you get the company. If not, it goes to Eric. And that's the premise. That's the beginning of the film. So then he starts going back to school.
1: And he gets a crush on one of the teachers. Yeah. And she thinks he's a dipshit because he is.
0: Veronica Vaughn. Yeah. She's from a Marvel comic book. <laughs> um, really? No. It's. Because <laughs> they all have those names Peter Parker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I got gotcha. uh,
1: Peter Parker.
0: Uh, Literative names. Reed Richards. Sue Storm.
1: Mm hmm. Okay. So he makes it through first. Bruce Banner. He makes it through first and second grade, and then he ends up in this teacher's class in third grade.
0: Yeah.
1: And she starts out being really hard on him and really mean to him. Yes. And somehow, and and they don't explain it, they don't show anything happening different between them. Mm-hmm. They go from, she literally made him cry. Right. To the point he doesn't even want to go to school. Yeah. To, like, she likes him back. Yeah. Now... They go on a field trip, and one of the little third grade boys pees his pants, and Billy decides to, you know, act like that's a cool thing to do, and act like he also peed his pants.
0: That's his best friend, by the way. This kid.
1: Yeah. His third grade best friend. I mean, he does have adult best friends, but they just hang out at the house and drink.
0: Yeah. Oh, Norm MacDonald's in this movie? Yeah. And I love Norm MacDonald. Yeah,
1: he's pretty good in this movie. He's pretty funny. But a- apparently... Um, according to Billy, when he's talking to the teacher, his friends just sleep over all the time and he doesn't even invite them to. Yeah. And then his dad's business associates are always around. There's just people in and out of their house all the time. That sounds kind of awful. It does. So he set up a tent in the, in the yard of this giant mansion, which is where he's spending most of his time. Mm -hmm. And he's showing her this. And that's when she's like, oh, you've got your teacher alone in a tent. What are you going to do?
0: You've graduated from third grade. Yeah. You've got your teacher alone in a tent. Well, like, that's a normal thing. Right.
1: What are you going to do? But then uh, Larry Hankin. And
0: then she says, let's pretend you're eight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Larry Hankin walks in, though, and nothing mm-hmm. really happens. Um. He says...
0: <coughs> he tells him that Eric's up to something. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, like I said, he goes from being completely reasonable... All of a sudden he's like who will help me bring down Billy Madison Ha I well, will take over Madison Hotels and destroy the world. Like that's how that's how all of a sudden his character is yeah. going.
1: Why wouldn't I mean it's not like for no reason. I mean He, he hates thought, Billy. Well, and he thought he was getting the company. And then all of a sudden he's not.
0: So you think it drove him mad?
1: Maybe. Okay. Wouldn't you go a little crazy if you were losing a company to that asshole?
0: We all go a little crazy sometimes.
1: <laughs> so... What movie is that from? Oh. Is it like something the Joker says in something? The I don't know. Joker?
0: Like from 89 Batman?
1: Yeah. No. Oh. It's from I Psycho. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so Billy makes it through. All kinds of hilarity, all kinds of stupidity, and um, makes it through what? Through till ninth grade.
0: Okay, so he's in high school, and drives his Trans Am into high school with an Ario <coughs> speed wagon. Yeah.
1: Because
0: um, let's pretend it's nineteen eighty-six.
1: Yeah, that wasn't the best plan. So he's a big loser in high school, but. He is doing it, okay? He's only got a few more weeks left, like a couple of months left of doing this, and then he's going to get the company. Yeah. So, So um, the evil guy...
0: Although high school's got to be the hardest part.
1: You would imagine. We, we won't know because he doesn't do it. The evil guy <laughs> um, gets nervous and decides to set him up for a fall. So he finds out that the principal of the elementary school mm-hmm. was a wrestler.
0: Yes, the revolting blob.
1: Yeah. And apparently he's so embarrassed by this, and doesn't want people to know. He killed a guy. Oh, that was why. Okay, yeah.
0: He murdered a guy in the ring. <laughs> and he tries to explain, he's like, he's like, no, he was supposed to tap me. Like, if, if he was running out of air, you know, like, it was a, a thing gone wrong. Right. Because it's fake, you know, wrestling's fake. It was like some sort of stunt gone wrong, and he literally killed a guy. And he's like, you know, they'll, they'll never let me, be, you know, teach or be a principal again. These kids are my life, don't take this away from me. And he's like, Well, here's what you gotta do And then he whispers to him, ah. Um and then he goes on T V and says that he took a bribe of five thousand dollars from Billy Madison to pass him in his classes and that's that's what happened. Even though the teachers should be able to cooperate whether he did the work or not. Right. I mean one of them was a spelling bee. How could he have cheated on that?
1: Well he did before. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, well, um, no, no, his dad paid him off before, yeah. so the teachers would have known. But anyway, so it seems like there'd be a lot of evidence. His dad doesn't believe him. His dad's like, nah, you fucking cheated me. Eric gets the company. Fuck you. Yeah. And, um...
1: He gets really depressed and mm-hmm. goes back to acting like a douche and drinking too much and... Yeah. Um Seeing penguins. Yeah. And he knocks on Veronica Vaughn's door mm-hmm. <laughs> when he's all drunk And, um, I don't know, they, they have a little argument. She tell and like, she shows up the next morning and, you know, beats the shit out of him Mm -hmm. (laughs) for acting like an ass. She's
0: seen the dailies. What? That's, uh, when they shoot, you know, when they shoot a movie, uh, the raw footage That you can look back at and see, okay, this is what things are looking like so far. Uh Those are called dailies. Uh, So she's seen the dailies of the movie so far. Right. And she's like, this is terrible. I'm going to beat the fuck out of him for making this movie.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. So she's being the shot of him and she tells him, you know, she knows he didn't cheat because he, you know, earned his way through her class at least, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So she inspires him to not give up and give in like he was going to. And...
0: And then Eric's like, no, it's my company because we had a written contract. We never saw that, but like, right. so weird they wrote all this down. Um, and he's like, Billy Madison's like, well, listen, I'll challenge you to a, a or not athletic, a academic decathlon. Right. Ten events of all the stuff that you would learn, you know, learn and be proficient at in high school. Whoever gets the most points wins. The company.
1: <laughs> and Billy wins.
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, we should point out real quick, because this does come back. Huh. He, uh, Veronica's talking to him, and she's like about how he's not popular in high school anymore, even though he's popular the first time he went. Because he was the rich kid the first time he right. went, you know. And she's like, hey, you know, doesn't feel good to be made fun of, huh? I bet there was people you made fun of in high school. Oh, yeah. Why well, don't you think about that? So he calls up Steve Buscemi and says, Steve, uh... Mr. Buscemi, the actor, right. um, I loved you in uh, Reservoir Dogs, and also um, I'm sorry that I made fun of you in high school. And he says, "Oh, hey, you know it's cool." And he's got this list that says people to kill, and Billy Madison's on the list, so he crosses them off. <laughs> right. And anyway, so yeah, they do the decathlon. It's a bunch of it's. It's basically it's another montage. They did a montage of him grade, you know, going through different grades. Like third grade was the touchstone of the movie. Yeah. And then they, you know, did a montage of him going through different grades and all that stuff. Then they do a montage of this academic decathlon and everything. And they get to the last thing, and, and he gets, uh, I think it's the Industrial Revolution in literature or something like that. He can't, he can't answer the question. He tries to, and they give the, one of the best lines of the film. Where the guy tells him that, uh, you know, what you just said is the most uh, stupid and ridiculous thing I've yeah. ever heard. He goes to this whole thing and, and Billy Manson goes, um, a simple wrong would have been okay. <laughs> um, right. And so then he's looking, you know, and the guy can tie. You know, Eric can tie. So he's like, oh, I'll choose business ethics. Right. And Eric doesn't know anything about ethics. So he like, he freaks uh-huh. out. He freaks out and pulls a gun, <laughs> and he's like gonna shoot everyone or whatever. Yeah, he's um,
1: pretty immensely unstable.
0: So then there's a cavalcade. It's like it's like a curtain call. There's a cavalcade of people from the movie before. Uh, the principal rushes in, dressed like the wrestler, and knocks him down. Uh, Eric gets back up. He's gonna shoot Veronica, who's also on the stage now. And Steve Buscemi shoots him from, like, the bell tower, you know, and just waves at him. <laughs> and Billy Madison's like, oh, I'm glad I called him. And then it's over. Eric gets taken away in handcuffs. And Billy graduates. He decides to give control of the company over to Carl, which is the best decision ever.
1: Right. Um, Because he wants to be a teacher.
0: Yeah, so he's going to go to college and try to be a teacher. He's gained ambition and him and... Him and Brigitte Neil Wilson are, are together.
1: Yeah. And that's
0: it. Movie's over.
1: It was pretty, pretty bad. I mean, it... It had its
0: moments. It was...
1: It was... I'd give it a C-. minus.
0: It was choppy. I'll, I'll give you that. It was... There were parts of it that I was like, this is just stupid baby talk and it's yeah. not funny. But the, there were parts of it that were, were clever. And there were... There was one line that he delivered that was really funny because of how, like, deadpan it was. When when Adam Sandler's doing, like, deadpan humor, he's he's really good at it. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't, uh, I can't think of um, what he said, but it was very funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things that are good, but overall, I mean, first of all, the, the entire idea of the movie is bad. Oh, I
0: like the idea of the movie. You do? A guy that has to... So I think that's a very comedic premise—an adult that has to go back, starting from elementary school, and complete school over again. I think, I think, I think that's a, a premise that's filled with comic potential. Now, I'm not saying they they lived up to the comic potential of that premise, but I think it's a funny premise to start. I from. guess
1: maybe it's just Adam Sandler. I don't know. I just don't like it. I, I didn't enjoy the movie.
0: What if this had been a Jim Carrey movie instead?
1: Ugh, I, I don't like him that much more. I mean, <laughs> sorry. No,
0: I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, he, he would have been another, like, they, they're they similar to me in certain ways.
1: I think Jim Carrey is even more over the top. Like, Adam Sandler is, like, his, his humor is more stupid, and Adam Sandler's is more outrageous. Interesting, okay. I don't know. Either way, they're both too extreme and I don't enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I I happen to like, you know, Ghostbusters or like... I like Ghostbusters. Like dry, sarcastic kind of humor. Yeah. That's more my type of humor.
1: Same. For sure.
0: I don't like the big, broad, like, you know, Whoa! Kind right. of humor. You know, that's not... That might be more what my type of humor is. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But that's not what I necessarily like.
1: Like, an example of a joke in this movie, he, he realized that it's nudie, this is in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. he realized it's nudie magazine day. Yeah. So he tears across the mansion to get to the mailbox to get his nudie mags. And they're disgusting. There's like, one that's like, old ladies, it's like over 80 or something. Yeah, and
0: women over 80. Uh, Something about she-males. Yeah.
1: And then there was one that was, I guess, normal. Drunk chicks. Yeah. Ugh. Just women drinking a lot, I guess. I guess and they look they look too young.
0: Eh, I don't think they were supposed to though. I don't think that was a joke. I don't think they were supposed to look too young. Okay. They just do. I guess I don't who knows who they too hired young. for for that photo shoot. Right. They had to have specially printed that magazine. Oh, I'm sure. So- Can you imagine if that's your that's uh that's one of your credits? <laughs> and, uh you know you you take your resume and stuff to uh, you know uh, whatever casting directors, and it's like uh, oh uh, appeared as a picture on drunk chicks uh, and <laughs> Billy Madison,
1: right? But yeah, I would not I would not waste your time or money going out to see this movie unless you're an Adam Sandler fan, in which case this probably sounded amazing, and you can't wait.
0: I would wait for Blockbuster. I mean yeah. that's. That's my opinion. Everyone else can have their their own opinion, but that's my opinion.
1: And we, we value and treasure your opinion. My opinion? <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, I mean, they're listening to the tapes, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I guess that is why people... Well, I think people listen more for your opinion. Aw. And they listen more for my stupidity.
1: <laughs> you you do make make people chuckle.
0: So... We will end this episode, as we end every episode, with our Blockbuster Pick of the Week. There are some things that are coming to Blockbuster this week. What? (laughs) As usual. But, I mean, you know, like Wes Craven's New Nightmares there, we talked about that movie. You really loved that movie, didn't you?
1: I liked it. It was alright. It wasn't great.
0: Nah, you didn't like it at all. No. I don't remember.
1: I I don't think I liked it very much, but it was still, you know, a horror movie. I like horror movies. I liked it better than this.
0: Yeah. But the one I'm going to recommend is a movie that came out last year directed by Jonathan Prince called, uh, and it's written by uh, someone named Andrew Kurtzman and Elliot Wald. Christopher Lloyd, Jonathan Jackson. Uh, there's a woman in it, there, a little girl in it named Jessica Alba. Uh, it's called Camp Nowhere. Hmm. You ever seen it? You ever heard of it? No. Well, basically, it's uh, a summer camp movie. Okay. You ever seen Meatballs or like you know one of those things? It's a it's a summer camp movie. The um, you know, there's a plot to uh, destroy Camp Nowhere and the the you know rascally camp. People have got to thwart it. But it's a good movie. It's funny. It's kind of more of a kid's movie a little bit. But it's it's got a, it's got a good message. I like it. Okay. So check it out if you want to. If you don't want to. I don't give a shit what you do, honestly. But that's our pick for the week. Right. All right, Carol, take us home.
1: So you know what to do. Give us the stars. Tell people. Keep listening. And write us at LateFee1994 at com.
0: We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.